When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to NFL Live. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Dan Orlovsky, Ryan Clark. That guy is Swagoo. Swag, what up, though? Screen. What that toast was eating for? He was eating toast with, like, jam and <laughs> butter. Oh, that was window. Anyway, it's touchscreen Tuesday. Bussin, you don't want to miss Ooh, that. But let's get back to Monday Night Football. Yeah. We go to Mexico City for this one. 49ers and the Cardinals getting ready to go. Start of the second quarter here. Cardinals lead 3-0. Jimmy Garoppolo pitching it to his new favorite target, Christian McCaffrey. Candidly, I couldn't see anything but 71. Trent Williams pulling, looking like McCaffrey running. Three plays later, athleticism from the Arizona 7. Garoppolo finding Brandon Ayuk for the seven-yard touchdown. We give Jimmy a hard time. That's a really impressive play. That's really getting back to number four to Ayuk. Great read. Next nighter possession, third and three from the Arizona 39. Garoppolo scrambles, hitting George Kittle. And in this moment, my son at home went crazy because he's got Kittle on his fantasy team and gave him the win. Look at that. Good decision by him. Uh, 14-3 San Francisco, third quarter. It's now 17-10 game. Garoppolo to Debo this Samuel. Play, Samuel finding yeah, the edge. Takes the 39 yards. For the Some score. people are calling that the greatest design play they'll see in the NFL this year. The 49ers run that play like once every three weeks. It's a great design. Lots of salsa dancing in the end zone. I love it. Uh, Garoppolo hitting Kittle there. Kittle taking it 32 yards for his second touchdown tonight. Just rolling past people, dragging defenders. The 49ers win big in Mexico City, 38-10. to The 49ers now 3-1 since acquiring Christian McCaffrey prior to Week 7. During that span, their offense ranks top five in the NFL in points and yards per game, as well as third down conversion rate. When Christian McCaffrey has been on the field for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo has thrown seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, including all four of his touchdown passes last night. RC, you see all these different pieces on offense for San Francisco. How does Kyle Shanahan manage to use all of them so Well, honestly, Kyle Kyle Shanahan is taking his childhood and now applying it to coaching. His dad was Mike Shanahan. His dad had money. So Kyle Shanahan knew what it was like to have plentiful gifts at Christmas. And sometimes when you get all these Christmas gifts, you might play with one one day. You might not play with another the other day. But you understand how to use all of them. That's who Kyle Shanahan is. Lisa Salters asked him, are you going to get Elijah Mitchell involved? Because Elijah Mitchell was the leading rusher last year. And he said, yes, I want to, but I can't get him out there. There is not enough footballs to go around. He is like a kid that have all, has all of these toys. And he's like, you know what? Today I want to play with Christian McCaffrey. Pause. And then Christian McCaffrey gets the ball. And then he's like, I want to play with Brandon Ayuk. We're going to run a whip route. Oh, you know what? Debo, we haven't taken him out of Castle Grayskull with He-Man recently. So we're going to run a reverse to him. And, by the way, the biggest toy that he has to play with is Trent Williams. We're going to pull him. We're going to bring him back. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him in motion again and allowed him to kill somebody on the outside of the line of scrimmage. Kyle Shanahan understands how to utilize each of these guys, and he did it to perfection last night. We got to see a glimpse into the future of what it's going to look like in the NFC Championship. We've paused. RC come out of five golly cuz um listen man this is about this, this, for me this is about Christian McCaffrey and what he's done and how he's uh multiplied this offense look we already knew that 
before him, this thing was ran through Debo Samuel. And Debo was the guy that, that took take the pressure off of Jimmy Garoppolo, took the pressure off of those wide receivers. And now you add Christian McCaffrey and pressure is taking off Debo Samuel. And pressure is taking off of Brandon Ayuk and Kittle. And they're playing like, like RC is talking about with these pieces, man. Like, I'm a big fan of the Mississippi Mass Choir, okay? If oh you haven't God, heard of them, you need to go check them out. But a lot of people used it, a lot of people used to get upset with the Mississippi Mass Choir because it was only one lead singer. And everybody knew within that choir somebody else could sing. And somebody <laughs> else needed to step forward. So that's what Kyle Shanahan is doing right now. Another way to explain it, what RC just explained. No, you just don't get the solo no more, Debo Samuel. You got another lead singer who can take some pressure <laughs> off you so you can save your voice, and that's Christian McCaffrey. You know what? I was, I was at Backstreet Boys and then Sync. I don't know the Mississippi. Mm, yeah, well, cool we school. need to get you educated. Yeah, Nick Lachey uh, Newton. A few things yes, that man. Dan needs to learn. Also, Dan, good luck with your analogy here. I've, I hope you have oh, one after one. those two good ones. <laughs> I've got one. Okay, so this 49ers defense has allowed 14, 16, and 10 yeah. points across their last three games. What makes yeah. it so difficult? to play against speed power and explosion you know when you I watched that tape this morning all I kept writing down was scary scary dude their defensive tackles are so game wrecking off the ball like the watch the the power and this is the first play of the game it's all imagine being a guy all, yeah, all week this is what we're gonna run and then the defensive tackles are like dude I'm gonna blow this play up and you know what I was thinking it does guys like everybody on that defense I'm going to watch Home Alone tonight with my kids. You know, the pigeon lady, when she throws the seed up in the air and all the pigeons come flying. Like, all that once. She's the scariest part of the movie. Yo, that's what it's like watching this defense, though. Everybody flies to the football. Everybody flies to the football so fast, man. And you watch that front. Everyone talks about the D-line. You watch this back seven play, and that back seven just... I'm telling you, watch them on tape, and everyone in the back seven is like, when, where's the, where, where, when is my turn? Like, they hunt yeah. the ball so everywhere. Much. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's scary Turning watching out. that tape. As good as we think Philadelphia good, and Dallas man. are, man, that's the most complete defense the out of the legitimate playoff contenders in the NFC. All right, uh, RC said that it's not Friday. I think it might as well be. Let's carry on with this for the rest of the show. To another top story that we need to get yeah. to, Zach Wilson in the spotlight for the way he handled another loss to the Patriots. Here's a reminder. Second down and 10. Oh, there's a nice pickoff on the side and incomplete. A little high and incomplete for Mims. And Wilson to the air. And he is short and incomplete. We're out here looking sorry, man. And uh, we know that we're not sorry. Here comes the pressure. Tommy goes. Haven't been able to get anything going. Do you, do you feel like you let the defense down? No. No. So the most concerning part about Zach Wilson's performance on Sunday is that he struggled in situations that should be favorable. Wilson completed only 31% of his passes with a clean pocket, the worst mark by any quarterback in a game this season. And Wilson completed only 44% of his passes to open receivers. The only quarterback with a lower mark this season, Trey Lance, who did so in week one in a game that was played in torrential rain. Remember that one? So here's Robert Sala on Wilson's job yesterday with the New York media. I'm going to get to the tape and just evaluate everything, and uh, I'll leave it at that. We're keeping everything on the table over the next couple of days. So you're, so you're not committing to Zach as your starter for Sunday? Not right now, not until I'm done evaluating everything. All righty then. Uh, Marcus, what do you make of the situation in New York right now? Oh, man, first and foremost, let me say 
Uh, Dio, I watched you yesterday talk about this situation. Dog, phenomenal. And yeah, I'm not being funny. Usually we cast in jokes on people, but that was phenomenal, giving people the insight of what quarterbacks should be. Now, let me give you a defensive player perspective. It came off as arrogant and pompous. That's what it felt like. As a defensive guy, I've sat in the locker room when, when quarterbacks have come in and done this to their chest, saying this on me, fellas. And we know it's not all on them. We know that those guys didn't have anything to do with how we played or, or what foot we put, put forward. But ultimately, when you're in the second year of your, of your career and you play this poorly, now this is the second time you played poorly against New England. The first time was to the tune of three interceptions. This is the second time. And for you to say no and, and take zero responsibility for your performance in particular, which is the one everybody is going to scrutinize. I got a news flash for Zach Wilson. You are going to be more scrutinized than anybody on that football team. You're going to get praised more than anybody on that football team when you have success. But to me, it just seemed arrogant as a defensive guy, and I would not want to look at him come in the locker room. Well, I think the, the biggest thing about the locker room is the locker room knows, right? You can't, you can't lie to them. Right. And I watched this show called Lie to Me, and on the show they noticed these certain cues from different people that say you might, you might be fibbing or you might be telling a story. Zach Wilson was lying because he knew he played bad. That's why he hit his nose like this and walked off. Now, you think about this locker room, mm -hmm. and you mentioned arrogance, Marcus. How much arrogance does it take to lead you to stupidity? And here is why I say that. And I know that's harsh. This was a layup. He said that the reporter asked, defensively, you give up three points. Offensively, you only scored three points. Do you feel you let the defense down? He's basically saying, I'm going to give you the stats that allow you to know you let them down. Absolutely. So you can answer this question the right way, walk into your locker room, and probably be consoled by the defense that's going to say, young quarterback, even though you took it all on your shoulders, we can do more as well. Because that's what happens in the locker room. He was so arrogant that even with that, and knowing that he played bad, he'd rather answer the question that way than just say, I have to play mm. better. Yeah. I have to I do have to more. Play better. And yeah, when man. you look at that lack of awareness, it leads me to a bigger question. Not are you smart enough, not are you humble enough to accept accountability, but do you have enough leadership? Do you have enough intelligence to take us where this roster is possible of going? Yeah. And for Zach mm -hmm. Wilson, he missed an opportunity to not only be a great leader, but to galvanize this locker room around him and have them back yeah. him. Well said by both you guys. I think the last 36 hours has forced me to just be honest. And, like, I need to publicly apologize to guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and guys like Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott because they've always handled these really difficult situations incredibly well, and I certainly don't speak about that enough, the, hmm. the leadership that they display. That being said, I think it's really important to point out one thing. There's a difference between a young player working through being young on a good team and holding a good team back. I've seen good young players work through difficult times. Josh Allen when the Bills were a good team. Lamar Jackson when the – Ravens were a good team. Right now, Zach's holding this football team back, and I think Robert Sala has to ask himself two questions. If he benches Zach, is he lost forever? If he don't, doesn't bench Zach, is the team do I lost? risk losing my locker room forever? Mm. And that is a very difficult situation to be in as a head very coach. Hard. And I think it's easy for us to sit here and say, this is the answer, but this is why leadership councils on teams matter. The, and, an the answer know? for Robert Sala should be, which loses Pick my job forever. Well, good point. And the other thing, sure. too, guys, 
Remember, this is a player who was picked second overall. That factors in whether we want it to or not. Totally. It does. There are many voices that are involved here. We'll keep an eye on it. New on NFL Live from Adam Schefter. A quarterback change. The Panthers will start quarterback Sam Darnold versus the Broncos on Sunday. Our Holy papers. The Panthers 3-8 in last place in the NFC South. Darnold will be the third different quarterback to start a game for Carolina this season. Play well, bub. Here we go. Good luck. Coming up on NFL Live, the Vikings got cooked like a turkey on Sunday. Okay. Here why Dan Ooh. thinks Patriots will be the okay. Thanksgiving meal. Okay. They mm. play from shotgun against Minnesota's D-line. Plus, Dallas is coming off an impressive offensive performance. But is what we saw sustainable? Marcus thinks it'll all come down to one person. Find out who that person is. NFL Live is brought to you by Disney's Strange World. Only in theaters Wednesday. We're Get going. tickets now. We're going. Let's all go. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Monday Night Football back for Week 12 as T.J. Watt and the Steelers take on Jeff Saturday's Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes and the ESPN app. Monday Night Countdown kicks off our coverage at 6 Eastern. Time for some smart lineup decisions informed by IBM Watson. And Justin Jefferson could be due for a bounce back game when he faces the Patriots on Thanksgiving night. Jefferson projected to score as many as 32.6 fantasy points. And he's had at least 30 fantasy points in four games this season, tied with Patrick Mahomes for the most by any player. Pretty sure bet there. So, Marcus, of course, Jefferson's coming off a game where he finished with just three catches and his offense put up three total points against your Cowboys. So what needs to change for the Vikings offense Thursday against the Patriots? Y'all, I know we all married in here. Y'all, y'all significant other, y'all ever tell them the right exact thing to do and they do the opposite. Yeah. And because you keeping the peace in the house oh, that you just be quiet and kind of put your head down. <laughs> you, usually away. it's my like, husband who's telling I'm me the thing to do friend. that I don't do. So I'm not it, getting into yeah. this. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what ahead. the hell is Kevin O'Connell doing, y'all? 
What is he doing? Did he not watch the Green Bay Packers game with us against the Dallas Cowboys? What I mean, what in the world would possibly make you drop back this much against a defense the last time you saw him gave up 207 yards rushing? And I don't care if you wasn't gashing them and hitting home run balls. You got to test this more, especially when you get drubbed to the tune of 40 to 3. I was very upset. Okay, and I know Justin Jefferson is out there and Hawkinson and all of those matchups, all of those pretty matchups that you see. Mm. But it's like jewelry when you're at the store. They got these specific lights that shine down on them. This is actually very true. This is very true. That's what O'Connor found out. He was dull. It was dull. It was not the diamonds that he saw in that little thing in that glass enclosure in the jury store. When he got outside, they was dull because the they sun wasn't shining and it was raining <laughs> and you figure out that they ain't real. Man, it drove me crazy, bro. We done told all these damn teams to run the football. That is what's happening in the league now. Every one of them that's doing it is having success. And O'Connor decide, oh, no, you know what? Don't worry about Michael Parsons. He ain't going to get to the quarterback because he didn't last week. Why Go ahead, so, y'all. Why are you so mad? <laughs> I think first off, the thing that we have to we have to say about last week is you is you have to give credit to Dan Quinn for doing things differently than he did against Green Bay, and you also have to say thank you if you're Dan Quinn to Kevin O'Connell because this was a team that didn't focus on the run, and when they got behind, they didn't think about what the yeah. Green Bay Packers did when they were down 14, which was run the ball on the first snap of every series. After that, when you look at this, we were hesitant to say that Minnesota was one of those teams that we felt that at 7-1, and one, the Minnesota Vikings were actual contenders. And then what happened? Even though they were down 27-10, to 10, they come back in the second half of Buffalo and we felt forced to. And we just found reasons, you know? Well, they're winning close games and they weren't winning close games before. And Kirk Cousins now is a guy that we can depend on because we saw him do it in Buffalo. And also, look at what Justin Jefferson does, even if he's double-covered. And we saw all that, but still now we watch this. You get drummed by the, Minis- by, Min- by, by the Dallas you. Cowboys. You're drummed by the Philadelphia Eagles, two teams with elite corners that understand how to rush the passer. They have to figure out this week what they're going to do against the New England Patriots. This is the most important game of the season for Kirk Cousins, for this Minnesota yes, offense, is. and for this team as a whole. If they do not win, they are in trouble. And Dan's going to be like, well, you know, if they focus on it the right way, then I believe that Kirk Cousins has done everything he needs to do to ascend to the next tier. Well, we're going to figure out this week against against Bill Belichick in New England. I'm actually not worried about the Vikings. I don't really sound like that. That is you, Dan. (laughs) Do you say drunk? Drum. 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 We're going to do the rest of the show in that voice, just like it's Dan Orlovsky. Dan, let's get into Mac Jones here in the Pats offense. They got a win on Sunday, but... They didn't score an offensive touchdown, so why did they continue to struggle? Well, if the Patriots go into this game and think that they can play shotgun football, this game is going to be a blowout in favor of the Minnesota Vikings. They cannot pass protect when they go in the gun. You know who else knows? Their quarterback. When you're in the gun and you're a quarterback, you don't really want to get, when it comes to your drop, deeper than nine yards. Everyone pay attention to this. This ball is going to get snapped from the 22-23 yard line. Watch how deep Matt gets in his drop. He's at like the 31 and a half. That's 10 yards. That stresses the tackle just so much more. There's an inside pocket for him to climb to, but since he's so deep, it cuts off that angle. Marcus knows this, where that defensive end can get to. Look at the percentage of dropbacks that they live in. 
This is the second highest NFL sack rate when it comes to playing in the gun. New England, I've been telling y'all for two and a half months, get out of the friggin' shotgun. That's not who you are. You cannot protect in the pass game in the shotgun. If you think you're going to do that against Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith, I'll tell America right now. You're going to get blown out of the building, and those two players will be player of the game. It's okay. that simple. All right, so three Thanksgiving Day games coming our way. We're going to build out a DraftKings same-game parlay, combining bets from each of them. So pay attention here, people. Dan, let's start with New England. Lena, you over lost under money last night. 19 and a half points for the Patriots on Thursday. I'm going to say over. New England actually moved the ball relatively well versus a very good and better Jets defense this past weekend, just stalled in the red zone a little bit in, in penalties. If they don't do that, I think they score over 20. Buffalo and Detroit get the action going at 12:30 Eastern on Thursday. Over under 53 and a half total points scored in this one. So while Detroit's uh, defense has been been playing better, I'm going to say over. We know Buffalo's explosive. Detroit is just as certainly in their run game. I'm going to say over. Couple seven and three teams in the NFC East, and the Cowboys and the Giants on the field. Who wins this one? The Cowboys. Okay, there you go. That was all we needed. Okay, up next, you don't want to miss this one, okay? Speaking of the Cowboys, it's Touchscreen Tuesday with Let's Dana go, RC! They're going to show us why the Chiefs and the Cowboys Wait, are Wait, who looking going? like the lead Woo! contenders to Cowboys? play in Arizona. They're going to be in the Super Bowl. In Arizona. Stay tuned. Book is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, New customers can bet $5 and win $150 in free bets if your team's Moneyline bet wins. Download the app and use code NFLLIVE when you sign up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey guys, welcome to Touchscreen Tuesday, and it is time to talk about the two teams with the highest probability of making it to the Super Bowl. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, who actually have a chance of making it to the Super Bowl every time training camp starts, You're right. and the Dallas Cowboys, whose fans believe that they do. We're going to break down a play from both teams. One, the game winner, essentially, to Travis Kelsey, and then the game sealer, essentially, to yeah. 
Tony Pollard for Dallas. All right, so I want everyone to pay attention to a couple things. If I'm the Kansas City Chiefs and the game's on the line, I want to do everything I can to get the ball to that player. Yep. Now, I motion this player, Watson, all the way across, and I watch that this defender trails me immediately. Offensive, I go, I got the defense I want in man coverage. Absolutely. You know you have man coverage. Also here, you're going to see that Derwin James, if we can highlight it, one who is an absolute monster. He's playing outside Bang. leverage on Travis Kelsey because he's expecting that Adderley is going to come down and be a help defender. Now, if you're running over with Justin Watson, and what I'd be telling him is you are locked up man-to-man -man in cover zero because there is no way in the world I'm cutting Watson instead of cutting Travis Kelsey. Exactly, and what I want to do offensively is design a play that is going to give Patrick Mahomes a ton of answers, yep. but also attack that man coverage. Yep. Travis Kelsey does a great job off the line of scrimmage of just setting Derwin James. Derwin James, the matchup right here. Kelsey, I want you to run away in man coverage on your mesh route, and here comes Watson on his mesh. The big thing is his getting to that point in the middle yeah. and then getting the way of Derwin James right. on that outside level. And also, too, what Patrick Mahomes does here is absolutely perfect. Look at Adderley. He's looking at Patrick Mahomes. With Patrick's eyes being toward the left, he's going to stay more to this side, thinking that he's going to get an opportunity to cut Watson or tackle him on the throw when he should be looking at Travis Kelsey. This pick is perfect because if you watch Derwin James, he's going to have to change the trajectory of his run in order to avoid Watson. That's a beautiful job by Watson to make sure I don't get collision on the OPI. Yep. The outside leverage is created by the scheme. Adderley hangs in the middle because the quarterback's eyes, and yep. I essentially get that walk-in touchdown on mesh. Now, I want everyone to pay attention to Dallas in the game sealer with Tony Pollard. What I'm going to do is take my tight end and put him by himself. I'm doing that to gather information. Yep. Now, when he's doing that, look, at he's trying to get attention of Dak Prescott. Yep. The reality is this. This is Harrison Smith. He's one of the best safeties in the league. He also runs everything on their mm -hmm. defense. He's down there offensively for a reason. Well, he's telling you guys on defense something when it comes to your communication. Well, yeah, he's talking to him about communication, but here's why he's pointing at him. They know that Harrison Smith is a deep defender, especially in the middle of the field of the half. He's trying to make sure he knows that there's not going to be a blitz. What Harrison Smith is also saying is that if a tight end's backside, I know at number three there's a player I need to work towards. Exactly, and since I have this trip, now Minnesota notoriously loves to what we call run what we call cover four. Yep. Deep quarter, deep quarter, deep quarter deep quarter but since I have that trips over the air Harrison Smith was down communicating to his linebacker and Patrick Peterson we're gonna change it from four to four kicks so I can go help that trip yeah, and, and the first thing we're saying we're saying push 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 I'm gonna push this way because if I get triple C I'd rather have Harrison Smith push towards CD lamb to have a backer have to run with it exactly and Dak Prescott saw that Harrison Smith was down because Dalton Schultz communicated it to him and he's gonna change the play at the line of scrimmage what he's gonna do is this since I know that Harrison Smith is gonna go to that four kick or four push and no longer play that quarter. Now, you notoriously what we like to do is since that guy now is manned up with Dalton Schultz, what I'm going to do is take you and carry you vertical and make sure that that corner is out of there with Dalton Schultz. I've now created that one-on-one -on -one matchup with the backer. Usually what we will do is run an out route, but I don't want the out route. I want to end the game, Dak Prescott said. So since he knows he's got man with that linebacker, he's going to give him an up, out, and up again on that rail route. Beautiful job of using information pre-snap yeah. to understand yeah. that. And right now, and as Patrick Peterson pushes, he knows that he's going to get inside leverage by Hicks. And if we go out and up, he's going to have an opportunity uh, if I'm Dak uh, Prescott to put the football on the outside with Harrison Smith pushing. And he has no way to be the guy that's over the top of Tony Pollard. And Tony Pollard got so much juice. The reality is this, Kansas City, if you can't stop them and Travis Kelsey when it matters the most, you can't beat them. And then with Dallas, when they have that much information pre-snap with Dak Prescott, their offense is tough to stop. We'll find out if those two end up in the Super Bowl, guys. Let's stay on the Cowboys here for a minute. 
As they get ready for a Thanksgiving afternoon matchup with the Giants, we have both teams covered here, as you can see. Ed Werder with Dallas, Jordan Renan with New York. So, Ed, we'll start with you. Both teams have been linked to Odell Beckham Jr. in recent weeks. What did Dak Prescott have to say about that possibility today? Well, Laura, standing at his locker a short time ago, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott revealed that he's personally involved in recruiting free agent Odell Beckham Jr. Prescott said he has shared directly with the wide receiver just how much he and his teammates want Beckham to sign with Dallas. The Cowboys are averaging a league-high 35 points per game since Prescott's return from thumb surgery, but they have only two 100-yard receiving games all season, one by CeeDee Lamb, the other from running back Tony Pollard. When I asked Prescott his sense of Beckham's interest in Dallas, he said there's definitely mutual interest, although he admittedly doesn't know what Beckham is seeking contractually and how that compares to the value Jerry Jones places on him. With Beckham coming off his second ACL surgery, the Cowboys would want him to have a physical when he meets with the team here sometime after Thursday's game against the Giants, the team that drafted Beckham into the NFL and later traded him. For the latest on the Giants, here's Jordan Renan. Thanks, Ed. Based on the hype entering Thursday's matchup, you'd be hard-pressed to realize that both the Giants and the Cowboys have identical 7-3 records. Dallas is a nine-point favorite entering the contest. Quarterback Daniel Jones believes this will be a great opportunity for the Giants to show who they are, to show what they can do on a national stage. It's not going to be easy. The Giants could be down as many as six starters from last week alone, including wide receiver Wandale Robinson, further limiting Jones' pass-catching options. Coach Brian Dable mentioned that Dallas scored 40 points, had seven sacks, and easily handled an 8-1 opponent on the road last week. He knows this is going to be a huge challenge, but one that is Giants team relishes. All right, so Dan, the Giants have been one of the bigger surprises this season in the NFL, right? But if they're going to keep their magic season going, what's yep. one thing you want to see happen with their offense? they got to move Daniel Jones a ton. The reality mm. is this team's devastated, specifically on the perimeter offensively. How much can they move Daniel Jones early on in this game? Um, last time that these teams played, they moved the pocket a ton. He was very rarely just sitting there. His legs got to be a big part of this game, Arce. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, second thing is this. The no huddle that they used, the tempo that used. I think they got to be really aggressive in that tempo calling shots. No huddle, no huddle, no huddle, shot. No huddle, no huddle, no huddle, shot. I'd also like to see multiple play-action pass screens trying to generate some stuff to hold that defensive line a little bit. It's a big challenge, but his legs got to play a part. Well, I also believe that they have to excel where they, ha where they have when they've won, which is Saquon Barkley running the football that leads mm. it to the boot game that allows Daniel Jones to move and also get into situations where he can use his legs. Defensively, you have to be big in the red zone and big on third down. You don't want Daniel Jones to have to play quarterback the way he did last week. No you don't doubt. want him to have to sling it around. You don't want him to have to be a pocket passer. You want Daniel Jones to be a piece of the offense, not the focal point of the offense. And even if you get down, if the Dallas Cowboys are able to score, you have to stick with what got you there, which is the run game to the play action. If you get out of character in any way, the Dallas Cowboys can blow the New York Giants out. Yeah. You know, Marcus, as much as people talk ball. about Dak and Zeke and Pollard and Lance, your focus is somewhere else in this offense. Who is it? Yes, Kellen Moore. Like, listen, y'all. Mm. Last year when the Dallas Cowboys were 12-4, and four, we saw at the end of the year this team and this offense tail off. And the warning signs were all there. And people slowly saw it jumping off the boat. And I think it had more to do 
with their offensive coordinator than they had to do with anything. You saw him against the Minnesota Vikings make simple, call simple plays and let stars with the ball in their hands thrive in these situations. Obviously, you see Tony Pollard there, but this is the question for me going down the stretch. We keep talking about, well, is Dak going to play well enough? Does the Cowboys have enough on the perimeter to have success? They got the players. They have the quarterback that can do it. I think this comes down to the offensive coordinator making sure that he doesn't get ahead of himself because we've seen it time and time again over the past two years. Coming up on NFL Live, Bills Mafia took over Detroit this past Sunday because the game had to be moved. But RC believes this Lions defense can hang around with Buffalo, maybe even pull out an upset. Dan also has a similar thought. They're going to tell us how they could do it next. And just because we all want this, how about Swagoo and his pigeon sounds again? That's actually really good. That's it's like so good. Mark here. You know what? Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's like, like a, a hunting baby, call. Like a baby zoo. Like Tyson. Like Mike Tyson. Like Mike Tyson. It's so good. Like, hey, go out there in your yard and do that and see if you call any animals. He's like flipping pigeons like on training day. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. The Sunday NFL Countdown Crew has you covered for week 12 at 10 a.m. Eastern. And the Monday Night Countdown Crew gets you set for Steelers Colts 6 Eastern both on ESPN and the app. Hey, the NFL is headed back to Las Vegas for the 2023 Pro Bowl games. Yeah, we will. We'll be there. All new skills challenges. The first ever NFL flag football games on Sunday, February 5th. Do not miss this. Tickets go on sale Thursday, December 1st. In the meantime, the Pro Bowl roster is in your hands, so scan the QR code that you see on the screen right now to vote. New on NFL Live from Adam Schefter. Look at this. The Rams have waived Daryl Henderson. Henderson was the team's leading rusher, so something to keep an eye on there. We'll see if he gets claimed. Somebody could use him, right, at this point? Absolutely. Really interesting, right? Okay, time to read and react to the news from around the NFL. We start in Miami, where Tua Tungavailoa, where Mike McDaniel, the head coach, was asked what it means to be in first place 11 weeks into the season. A lottery ticket that you don't check the winning numbers. I mean, is it worth something? I don't know. I actually RC. have no idea what that means. Know. Like, I don't I, – and I know that Mike is such an intelligent coach. Right. He's an intelligent human. He's actually too smart 
for me because I can see it being a lottery ticket when you don't actually know what the lottery numbers are and you have that type of hope. But to say that it's a lottery ticket that you don't check the numbers on means you just aren't doing the stinking work. And obviously the Miami Dolphins are doing the work. They're the number one team in the AFC East because of his work with Tua Tungabaloa and Tua Tungabaloa and that team's belief in Mike McDaniels. He is not the guy to give analogies, but he's certainly the dude to call plays. And if I get that lottery ticket, Coach, I'll check it for you because you just might have hit it with getting that job. Ooh, love it. Hey, you know what? He should watch the beginning of NFL Live today with all the analogies we had on the show, right? Some. It would help him. Yeah. 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 If you hit, All right. You get to some. Green Bay yeah, next, where Aaron Rodgers yeah. and the Packers <laughs> are getting ready for a Sunday night matchup with the 9 and 1 Eagles. Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show this afternoon, talked about the health of his throwing hand. Mm. Take a listen. Okay. My thumb is just what it is. You know, it's been it's been an issue since the Giants, but not an issue that I'm going to rely on for an excuse or need. I mean, after the Cowboys game, I put basically every ball exactly where I wanted to, and there wasn't any questions about how my thumb was. I mean, I've broken other fingers in the past. I played a you know a season, a stretch in college with my index finger, my throwing hand broken. I broke my pinky on, on both hands. You know, if I still feel I can go out there and throw it the way I throw it, then obviously I'm gonna keep playing. Marcus, uh, what do you make of that? I make that the phalanges are very important, L Boogie. That's what that's all I take away from it. And if 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 they if they have never at a time needed to be more important to the Green Bay Packers, it is now. They have a five percent chance to make the playoffs. You know where those that five percent lies at? In them phalanges of number twelve. So hopefully he's feeling good. Hopefully the cold weather numbs it enough, and the warm weather keeps it loose enough. At some point. Aaron Rodgers' phalanges is going to have to lead the Green Bay Packers out of the abyss, and I don't know if he can, Boogie, because yeah. his phalanges hurt. Well, let me say this. Uh, that 5% chance that you mentioned, that's according to FPI, which is football power index, not phalange power index, just for people at home. All right, <laughs> Joe Burrow threw for 355 P, yards and four touchdowns in Sunday's win over the Steelers. The Bengals' offensive line kept Burrow clean, boy, and when boy, that's dude. the case, He's nearly impossible to stop. Over the last two seasons, Burrow leads the NFL in completion percentage, yards per attempt, first down rate, passer rating, when the offensive line sustains their blocks for at least 2.5 seconds. So, Dan, what stood out to you from Burrow's tape on Sunday? Foresight. Throw the ball before the guys are ready for it. And that's the reason why, even without Jamar Chase, this Bengals offense is completely back. Curl, flat, shallow cross, right? Everyone pay attention to the flat defender. That's that guy. If he hangs inside, Joe kicks it to the flat. If he widens to the flat, we're going to move to the curl and the shallow cross. Now I go to the hook defender. If he widens, drop it off to the shallow. If he hangs inside, fall out to the curl. Joe sees it. But that receiver's just dropping his hips, but he's already made the decision to get the ball out. That's what we call timing and or anticipation. Now I'm going to get all go F, F seam stop. That's the, this receiver right here, Tyler Boyd. There's two man, meaning this defender's going to trail with inside leverage. Ball's got to come out one, two, three, hitch. Just as Boyd is dropping his weight to sell that seam and that defender carries because that corner up top's peeking inside as well. Ball's got to come out, Joe. Perfect placement. That's timing. That's anticipation. That's what we call foresight. That receiver's about to be open. Ball has to come out of my hands right now. That's how he's helping that offensive line protect a little bit better. Yeah. That's always been Joe's superpower. It's why they are absolutely a team, certainly an offense, to be reckoned with as the rest of the season goes on. How many quarterbacks can you really say they help the offensive line be better, right? Two was one of them, Patrick. Um, Not many, though. Yeah, yeah you can count them on one hand. Right, and, exactly. Good on you. Oh, my God, the phalanges. All right, 
Speaking of that, Marcus, what's coming up next? Why you ain't put Zach Wilson in? No, I'm just playing. Let me leave that alone. My man, BMB is coming up, baby. And my man, Aleem McNeil, made a huge play. But it did not make BMB. I got a special BMB for y'all today. The big fellas are back. Get rid of them linebackers. Get rid of them little dudes that's on the cusp of needing a 3X and they belts don't break. This is belt breakers today. BMB. Belt breakers. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Big Man Ballin' is brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash because men have skin too. <laughs> <laughs> it's Big Man Ballin' time! <laughs> Hey, y'all know how we turn up on this segment. Finna give you all I got. <laughs> Let me introduce y'all to the big fellas that made plays on Sunday. Let's go! Somebody better block him. All you doing is saying, where did he come from? Morgan Spill Jr. with the rip club. Go get the quarterback. Big man people. Shout out to Old Spice, man, keeping the big men smelling good. All right, let me get to it, man. We got some BMBs today, and I'm sticking straight to that defensive line because we did work. First, I'm going with my man, Jonathan Allen, who, by the way, has not appeared on this enough, even though he's been making plays all season long. But this one right here, come along and ride on a fantastic voyage. Davis Mills don't know what the hell happened to him. He didn't even see Jonathan Allen. All he saw was the back of his offensive lineman. This is BMB at his finest. This is a BMB. BMB taking another BMB and hitting a little uh, LMB with him. Davis Mills, you got introduced to Jonathan Allen because he made big man balling. And he didn't even have to touch you. Next, y'all, this may be the most athletic play I've ever seen Max Crosby make. And he's made a lot of plays. But Max Crosby decided to take a knee on Russell Wilson and still sack him. This is BMB at his finest. This is an athletic feat I'm not sure many can accomplish that play on the defensive line in the NFL. He took a knee and got a sack on Russell Wilson. Lord, somebody come help Russell Wilson. And last but not least, my man Aiden Hutchinson is getting these phalanges on footballs all year long. The rookie is having a monster season. He drops back in coverage like I used to do at LSU. He steps in front of the crosser. And only thing I would tell you, Aiden, is we got to get pay dirt, big dog. We got to get to the end zone. And we damn sure can't get caught by an offensive lineman. I was bigger than you, and even I didn't do it. But this is a phenomenal play. This is all hands. This is snatching it out of the air. This is your phalanges working at a maximum, at maximum um, optimal, whatever you want to put to the word. 
That's BMB for this week. It's been all D linemen, linebackers. He's Take still a back seat. We done with y'all. I know we're stuck on By the way, I gotta correct something for the record. Phalanges, I know it's spelled with th. I said an f, but you know whatever. Here's how I knew it was because Dan said yes when you asked me to start with him. And when Dan said yes, I was like, that's not it. Yo, honestly, as the days go, I'm like, thank God I know football. Yeah. Yeah. Lord have mercy. All right, let's get to Thursday's games. We got some great ones. I'm excited about Thanksgiving, Uh, these games. Hutchinson and the Bills. We just talked about Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, The Lions hosting the Bills in the first of three games on Thanksgiving. The Bills got the win Sunday, but Josh Allen hadn't looked like himself lately as he deals with an elbow injury. Allen has one or fewer passing touchdowns in three straight games. That's his longest streak since 2019. The Lions have won three straight, including Sunday's upset of the Giants. During the streak, the Lions defense has more takeaways than they had in the first seven games of the season combined. So the turnover battle is going to be key. Over the last three weeks, the Lions defense is tied for the league lead in takeaways, while the Bills offense has committed the second most turnovers. Look at that. All right, so that stat... I think leads us into this conversation really well. But either way, Marcus, let's start here. Uh, Weird stretch here for the Bills, right? So the huge snowstorm moved their game Mm. from Buffalo to Detroit on Sunday. What did you make of their win over Cleveland? I thought it was a win that that should catapult them into being a better team going forward. Y'all, I think the Bills listened to a little bit of the noise and the praise. Like, I know they've suffered from some injuries. I know that they've had some issues obviously with the injury bug, but it didn't seem like this team was the team that we all thought they would be for for a stretch of weeks. We start finding holes. Josh Allen was turning the football over. The defense was giving up some things, and Milano coming back definitely helps that. And even in this Cleveland game, they faced a little little bit of adversity. This game was only 13-10 going into halftime with some missed opportunities by the Cleveland Browns. I think this is going to open their eyes. I think Sean McDermott, finally has everybody's attention in that building, and they're understanding how difficult it is to win. They've been the darlings of the NFL offseason. They've been the darlings of coming into the season. Now I think the Buffalo Bills are about to get back to business, and I think this move of a game and playing against Cleveland will put them in that vein of we got to grind for everything that we want. Let's spin ahead to this matchup against the Lions on Thursday. You've been telling me, Dan, all week long that Detroit's going to give them some trouble, these Bills. I think Detroit gives Buffalo hell Okay, so how are they going to do it? Where would it be? Their offensive line will dent the heck out of their defense. And if I was going to tell you the most important person and or people on this Buffalo team to win, it's their defensive tackles, man. Ed Oliver's got to have the game of the season for them. This Detroit offensive line changes the line of scrimmage. That ball was snapped at like the what? 33? Yo, look at I'm we are they're pushing a good defensive line in the New York Giants three, four yards off the ball. And it's a diversity of run games. Sometimes it's guys, look at the change of the line of scrimmage on this stuff, man. They are gashing holes. And they've been doing it for 10 games this year. If the Buffalo Bills don't dominate on the inside, you're gonna listen, you're gonna see power, you're gonna see counter, you're gonna see toss, you're gonna see zone, you're gonna see lead. You are gonna see a diverse run game. And I'm telling, I'm telling you, man, this feels a lot like Indy Buffalo last year when Indy just pounded the football against a good defense. If they don't come correct, I think Detroit has the chance to give Buffalo an absolute 
beat down Ooh. Thursday. Listen, I don't know Physically. if it's going to be a beat down, but you definitely don't want to play the Detroit Lions. Nobody wants to walk into stadiums and play teams like these. And normally, it was just about them fighting hard and the fact that you knew the whole Dan Campbell quote that they bite kneecaps. <laughs> but now they are turning the football over defensively. They have a run game that will bludgeon your nose. And oh, what yeah. happens is, as the game continues to get long and you get into the late third quarter, the early fourth quarter, and the Detroit Lions are kind of hanging around you begin to question yourself. And the Buffalo Bills are going to start to say, you know what, we've watched them pull off wins. We've watched them finish sure. games. And we understand how difficult this team is to beat up physically. If they can get turnovers early on, if this run game gets going, Bro. I believe all the pressure mounts on the Buffalo Bills. Agreement. And it's going to be incredibly hard to knock this team out late. So despite all of this and the Lions' improved play lately, the Bills are still nine-and-a-half point favorites. I mean, we love Buffalo. I think yeah. Buffalo wins, so, but right? oh, buddy. Oh, I'm telling it. you, man. Okay, we'll I'm keep an eye. Time for one more thing I'm before correct. we go. Three NFL games on Thanksgiving. Dan and Marcus, you both got to be a part of that tradition many times over the years, playing in Detroit and Dallas. Marcus, you like playing in those games? Man, Thanksgiving games were fun, man. You get a turkey and you get to eat after the game if you balled out or you was player of the game. And then, two one year, my defensive line, we decided to wear camo. It was my idea because y'all know I'm a hunter. And we wasn't even hunting turkey. So, I don't even – now that I think about it, it's probably dumb as hell to wear that. But it was great playing on Thanksgiving. All your family in town, they can't wait for the game to be over to go back and get with them. And most importantly, you eat good if you're me, not I figured it was going to get to that. You right? eat good every day, bro. We see it. Um <laughs> I got engaged 14 years ago on Thanksgiving Day. Shout out oh, to Wifey. Um, playing on Thanksgiving was like well, Monday Night Football. That's it. Playoff, playoff type of environment in Detroit. Tim the Toolman Taylor comes. He's like yeah. the greatest actor of all time. Okay. Yeah. RC hey, also played Boogie. in two Thanksgiving games, right? Yeah, I played in Thanksgiving Boogie games. And I don't remember them. Just late to get, get to gumbo if you had to play <laughs> I on still Thanksgiving. Don't understand. Yeah, I bet, gumbo I bet, on Thanksgiving. I bet Dan. Dan. Dan worked the hell out of that clipboard on them Thanksgiving games, y'all. <laughs> he worked the hell out of that clipboard. Guys, <laughs> started Dan, told before, me, right? Dan told me that his okay. favorite food on Thanksgiving is mashed potatoes. The, the most bland anymore. thing ever. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. See you next week.